This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends, it's Nat. I am back for another podcast episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. This is episode number 165. I'm thrilled to be here today talking to you guys about the evolution of the DOO certification. If you've hung around here at all, you probably know that I am the owner and the CEO of the Ops Authority, and I'm also the creator and the author of the Director of Operations Certification. That is our six-month training program. It's a leadership program. You can look at it like a master's degree. And today, I just wanted to come in and share with you guys the evolution as someone who has been behind the certification, certifying over 350 women, having completed over 15 rounds. We're working on our 16th cohort right now. I just wanted to share a little behind the scenes of what we have done, how we have grown, some of the changes that we have made. We have added things. We have course corrected. We have listened to a whole lot of things. And I think it's just kind of fun sometimes to listen to all of the things that have gone into this. And most of all, for me to just share my story. And frankly, we're about to dive in to round 16 right now. So if you are curious, this would be the time to take a peek at the information that we have out there. Go to directorofops.com and you can read all about our certification program. We are kicking off in just a few weeks. So if you're listening to this in real time, get on it. If you are listening to this sometime down the road and you are still curious, you can always apply at directorofops.com. So this is my baby. I have put my heart and soul, actually my entire legacy is built into this certification program. Now, when I dove into entrepreneurship in 2015, I had no idea I would land here. Not even one inkling of a clue that I would land in this place. And as luck would have it, and as experience would bake into the next version of me, I came into a place where I was supporting people in such a satisfactory way that they were referring me to their friends, and my book of business had grown faster than I had capacity for. And so I was working with a couple coaches at the time, and they were encouraging me to multiply myself. And so I had tried to go down the agency path. I'm sure you guys have heard some of the podcasts where I described my miserable attempt at being an agency owner. I went down that path for a little bit because that's the only thing I had really seen to multiply myself. And frankly, I don't really love the idea of multiplying myself, but that's what I was directed to. And I was pretty new in this space. And I thought, you know what? They have all the right answers. So I'm going to follow them and be a good steward and a good student. 
And that's going to be something that we come back to in just a few minutes. But I, I went down the path and I, I tried to do the agency thing. I don't have to go into the depths of why that model did not work for me, but it was very short-lived. And I realized I was getting a lot more joy out of working one-to-one with clients. So the request didn't stop coming in on you know working with me and partnering with me. So I was just ruminating all the time on how I could solve that. And so long story, like a year and a half in the making, I came up with the idea, not a novel one, but I came up with the idea of creating a course. And so I was going to create a course, I was going to sell the course. And I did that for the strategic mapping model. Ladies, I put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into creating that quote unquote course. And when it came time to market it, I'm I'm laughing and smiling. You can't see me, but it it was not a good experience. I am not a masterful marketer. As you likely know, I am one heck of an operator and I'm pretty weak. I'm pretty weak on the marketing side, but that didn't stop me from giving it a full-on effort. And as time would tell, the opportunity to sell that course that I had put so much effort and energy into just went kind of flat. And there's a whole lot of other reasons that I could go on and on and on about, but it just didn't work out at that time. And so I wasn't done trying because I was still getting a lot of requests. And frankly, I had gone into about eight businesses at one time. And if you've ever tried to manage eight businesses at one time with the type of passion knowledge, experience, and heart that I have, it was like impossible. And so I found myself in a place where I was just overworking, frankly, just way overworking, way too invested in too many people's businesses. And so it had to come to a stop. It really just, it was a big moment for me and my family. Again, I came into entrepreneurship really with the expectation of myself that I was going to enhance my quality of life. I was going to bring legacy into what I was doing both personally and professionally. And at that point of having two handfuls of clients, it was not doing either of those things. And so I went on that search and the course was not the answer. And it certainly wasn't financially viable for me to continue down the course path. And one day I was talking with a friend and a mastermind partner. She had been in business for a very long time. She's still in business and she gave me the idea of certifying. And I was like, so much imposter. Like, how am I going to do this? Just the curriculum alone. I had just gone through the course, creating that course. And it took me forever to create the course. I'm thinking, wow, if I download everything I know do and have learned in the field of operations in this 15-year corporate career and how I have been able to navigate into the online space and and serving with small businesses, this is going to take me an eternity. And it certainly felt like an eternity in getting all of that information out, but that's exactly what I did. So I'm so grateful that my friend Lisa had planted that seed in my head to create the certification and It took us, you know, a a little bit of time for me to get that information out and get it into a place where I felt confident teaching it. But like everybody who creates a product for the first time, I didn't want to go complete gangbusters. So my very first beta round, which by the way, was in the fall of 2018, 
We had 13 women who said yes. They were all friends and peers that I had met in my journey of being a service provider. When you work on these teams, of course, you're surrounded by other people. You're hiring other people to come into the teams to serve in various functions. So I was pretty well networked with service providers, and I had 13 people say yes to me in the fall of 2018, and that was the first time that we had officially kicked off what we, I don't think we called it the certification at that time. We wanted it to become a certification, but I didn't have everything in place, and I really wanted to make sure that this was going to be a viable option. So we were testing the idea and also the curriculum. At that point, it was a 12-week program, and I delivered that with some pre-recorded content. And I did a healthy amount of that live because, again, it was a beta. I was just trying to understand what their needs were, if their needs met what I had already planned for. And so I wanted it to be iterative and engaging and also deliver on the promise that I had shared with them. So it was purely focused on the strategic mapping model and the operational disciplines. When I say operational disciplines, I'm talking about human resources, project management, and also the financial piece. During that very first round, we met every single week and we went over the questions from the content or I taught live. And it was as simple as that. Again, it was 12 weeks. There was a lot of material there. And I would say that we hung our hat primarily on the strategic mapping model. And there was some intentionality behind that because they validated that the strategic mapping model concept was something that could be duplicated by more than just me. To this point, I was the only person doing something like that. And I really wanted to validate that. I wanted it to be the thing that separated operators from directors of operations. So I got fantastic feedback, enough great feedback. These women were up-leveling who they were working with. They were creating new offers and able to articulate their services and their value in a different way. And it motivated me to continue. And so I'm ever so grateful for that first round of 13 students that came through. They were the instigator for what we have built today. And it was really a group program. And I knew that I wanted to stay highly in touch with every person that came in. From there, we put in an application process. When I knew we were going to move forward and do this a couple times a year, I wanted to make sure that the right people were coming in. And we put in an application process. We started looking at criteria to qualify or disqualify folks. And all of this, when I say we, it's the royal we. <laughs> I was doing all of this by myself at this point. And the application process was the first step in me really realizing that we could build upon this and I would be able to pull in the right people for me to work with. So we got that set up. And then the next time we launched this, which was early in 2019, I introduced expert coaches. And so I had the idea as we were working through those other operational disciplines, I consider myself a generalist. I have always been in support roles where I was covering multiple functions as the chief of staff to the CEO in a Fortune 
150 company, you know, that role is just, it's a very expansive role. It's not one where you can go really deep in finance or really deep in project management. However, all of those skills are inside of me and the chief of staff and also actually today, the director of operations role is one where you can kind of pull all of your gifts and skills together to create what we would call a specialized generalist, meaning you're specialized in operations, but you're a generalist over the various disciplines. And so we had multiple disciplines that we were teaching on and I feel and still feel the strongest. My background, my education lends itself to project management and human resources. That's where I spent the majority of my time in corporate. And so those disciplines, I was like, heck yeah, this is what I do. I feel like the right person to answer any of these questions. But we had other disciplines that were included inside of the program, like finance and key performance indicators and and some other soft topics like communications and management leadership and those things. And so I so I brought in some experts who had already come through my program. So they went through the application process. They had come through the program and I got to know them on a very one-to-one level. So I knew what their backgrounds were. And so these women who understood, we were all speaking the same language because they came through the DOO program. And I also knew what their backgrounds were. I pulled in some of these experts to lead, to be a resource as we were going through these topics. So I still teach teach all of that curriculum in the operational disciplines. But we brought in the expert coaches to support the week that we were covering that discipline. And they answered additional questions and could be a resource. It really helped me from a development perspective, not worry about having to be perfect. And that's something that operators, we get stuck in quite a bit. And then we started to bring in accountability advisors. And that role has changed probably most drastically. That's probably the greatest change in our certification in the past 15 rounds. But in the infancy of bringing in that support, I was starting to consider launching the certification multiple times a year. And so at this point, the cohorts were not overlapping, but I was still managing client work at this time. And so supporting every student in a one-to-one capacity and actively creating content and all of the things that I was doing, the curriculum at that time, it was just a lot. And so I started to get the interest of some of the certified DOOs to become accountability advisors and support in about 10 hours a month. They were just reaching out, making sure that people had that first resource to go to if they had a question. And they were already knowledgeable in my certification as well as proven experienced leaders in operations. And so that was a big benefit and change to our program. And it's one that we have stuck with and done our best to perfect over time. It's expanded, I mean, so much. We have about 60 hours of labor that goes into that role today. So you can tell just by that number, it's quite different. But like I said, we were launching two times a year. The demand was building up. And at the same time, we were regularly surveying our students. Plus, we've always been, and I will always be, the type of business and brand that has real relationship with our students. And so they give us feedback and ideas, whether we ask or whether we don't, and we welcome that. I have this phrase that we say quite often here, but we are obsessed with our students' success. And I don't believe that you can really live up to that if you're not asking for this feedback and you don't create an environment where people want to share that. And so we have been eyes wide open, ears open, 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 waiting and listening and asking for this feedback. And 
just from some of my corporate experience, it's like, if you're going to ask, you better listen. And that's been a big intention of the work that I have done. So when we get that information, we cull it in one area, we hold it in one area so that we can come back to it and we can implement those ideas. And of course, we can't implement every single idea and not every single idea is really worthy of implementation. Sometimes it's very personal and specialized, but where we have had those opportunities, man, we jump on it and I have enjoyed doing that. So with some of those ideas, we have added additional content. We now have various trainings on organizational design in our HR module. We have talked about how do you actually sell the strategic mapping model. At the beginning, we were just teaching how to do, how to perform the strategic mapping process. And now we talk about how to sell it. We also started talking about real life examples of how operators can up-level in their client relationships. So we started talking about profit sharing and also I remember the big bubble. I mean, we were the numbers were growing, our student numbers were growing, and the different ways that they were using the certification were right in front of my face. And this is where people started wanting advice on the various business models. And that question, that input changed the course of our certification as well. So we have identified, if you're wondering what we're talking about with the various business models, We've identified four different areas where directors of operations can leverage their skills to build a business if that's what they choose to do. Of course, you can always go the employee route, and we see a fair amount of students that are doing that today. But those four different ways are retainer, which is the one that we talk about the most. And then we have project-based work. We have an agency model. And then we also recommend a product model for very few, but it's still one of the ways that people with knowledge and operations can monetize their skills. So people were curious about business models. And I had tried every single business model, I had worked with lots of people and supported people in these various business models. And so we became an authority and our curriculum expanded based on the feedback that we were getting and some of the curiosity that people were having. So that led us on another, you know, just additional content and additional curriculum. We expanded our content from 12 weeks. The program was had been 12 weeks. We expanded it to six months. And so for a time period, we had 12 weeks of the program was curriculum-based, the same strategic mapping, operational disciplines, leadership, mindset, communications. And then the last 12 weeks was around kind of building your business. And that is what we call the business boot camp. We taught in that model until about round eight, or excuse me, round seven. And then from eight to 15, we really did what we felt was an overhaul at this time. So the curriculum mostly stayed the same. Our accountability advisor role amplified. We hired our very first full-time and an additional part-time. We were also hosting multiple cohorts throughout the year, and some of them were overlapping. That particular year, I believe we did five or six cohorts in one year. So there was obviously just greater volume of people coming through and for people to be supported in the way that made sense for us made sense for them to get the investment that they had put into us, the faith, the trust, the success, we needed to have greater support from an accountability perspective. And this is when our business really changed because the accountability role got a lot of emphasis. 
We also tried something new, and we've been teaching it in this format until this point in round 15, but we have three different weeks. For every module, they would learn one week, and then the next week, we call it a get it done session. So we would have an activity that they would work on during that second week. And then the third was all about integration. So if we were talking about project management, how do we integrate those skills into your business, into your career? Is it a new offer that you're going to have? Is it, you know, something that you're going to be able to expand a current offer? So we had three different weeks, a learn, an implementation week, and then an integration week. And we've been operating with that for about seven rounds. And it's been a, a very fantastic way. We get lots of great feedback on it. Also, these last, you know, seven rounds, we started doing some things that we're very, very proud of. And not all of these were a result of people's request, but sometimes just our way of being as perfect and as optimal as we can possibly be, which is very important to me. But we added in case studies. And so we added those case studies in for those get it done weeks, those implementation weeks. Our expert coaches who are disciplined experts. We partnered with them. They have created case studies that I've approved. We've all looked at, we talked through quite extensively, and they're responsible for creating a case study. And then we give that case study to our students. We wanted our students to have some practical application to make sure that they were getting the concept. We have a theory and you guys probably know it. It's a value that we have. Action creates confidence and confidence creates cash. We are in a community of a lot of learners, a lot of long processors, a lot of people who are fearful of putting themselves out there and just slow to gain the confidence. And so I am a big believer that action will create that confidence. So we give them a case study and the case study is a way for them to practice the skill that they are learning and to show that they have competence in it. And then we have that expert coach who is going to be giving personalized one-to-one feedback on the case study. And so it's a development activity. It's not a right or a wrong. It's for us to be able to meet the student where they are because everybody comes from a little bit of a different background here. We're not cookie cutter. We have across the board from round one to round 15 and 16 into infinity, we are big in making sure that people do not feel like everyone is building the same business here. We are far too diverse. And I don't believe that we're served best if we all fit into the same exact mold. So we want to make sure we meet our variety and our, the diversity of our students in the form of active one-to-one personalized feedback. And we do that through our case studies. The other thing that we have added in is our milestones. So we've identified, this is more of the ones that is personal to us. But for me, when I say that I'm obsessed with our students' success, I had to hold myself and our team to a level of accountability that was a stretch goal for us. And I want to always be in a place where we are obsessed over the success that our students are having. And so what did success look like? We came up with these milestones and the milestones help our accountability advisors to coach our students to success. So we collectively internally have looked at the profile of what a successful student looks like and what they do. And we've reverse engineered that into some six particular milestones that we've talked about before on the podcast. And then we take those milestones and we have turned them into a scorecard. We just did this two rounds ago, actually. So we wanted our students to have a reflection, a visual of where they are 
where they're sitting from a graduation requirement perspective, as well as the milestone perspective, we want to make sure that they can see where they stand. We are only in this container for six months. And I just think it's important for us to have a 360 degree feedback mechanism where they can see what we are seeing. And for a little bit, we didn't have that visual for them. It's definitely been an encourager for people and a motivator for people to stay on top of their things. And if they get delayed or if they get pulled away from the certification, they know exactly what they need to do to get back on track. And so it has been a nice, a nice 360, I would say. So over these last 15 rounds, our team has changed substantially. Of course, it was just me at the very beginning. And now we have about 12 resources that serve on our team. We have different divisions. So we have a marketing division. We also have an operations division. That's what we consider our support team. And then we have our coaching division, which is led by Amy Lochran. And so pulling her in as our director of coaching was a big, big move for us, not only financially, but also having someone outside of me who is the eye of the student. As much as she is the head of coaching, she is also she has a lens and responsibility over the student's success. And I mean, I love that work. Like really operations, program design, program delivery, that's my wheelhouse. That's what fires me up. But I needed partnership to make sure that I could focus on expanding this, creating a lot of consistency inside, always up-leveling our delivery. And let's face it, marketing takes quite a bit of time and I've got to be available for that. But I did not want to lose face and space and attention to our students and what the students were doing. And so I partnered with Amy. She is actually, she's an OG as we call her. (laughs) She came through in our very first round and she's someone that I deeply trust clearly to put her over and give her the responsibilities of both our accountability advisors. She's helping them. Like they now have a resource outside of me to go to, to get next level best in class coaching support for the coaches. I can't expect them to be best in class and not give them development. And so that was the answer on that side. And then also student success. I mean, I I can look at data. I can make sure we deliver well. I can have full intention and passion behind there. But that partnership in Amy has really helped me to spot things that I just couldn't see because I was too close to. And so really, really proud of the team organization that we have and the support structure that we have inside of here. So all of that brings me to the place that I'm so excited to share with you guys. We have been working for one year. I just looked at the project plan and it looks like November of 2021, we had really started this, but even six months before that, we had been working with an instructional designer. So one thing you guys should note, in every single week of our training and in our curriculum, we have a Facebook group and we ask for questions that our students are having, any situational or content questions that they have. And we have pulled every single question that has ever been asked into one document. And it's not actually one document. It is a massive spreadsheet with every different module has a different tab, and all of those questions have been housed here. So that's been really helpful for us as we were re-looking at our curriculum. But we leveraged that body of work, that body of questions, and we started working with an instructional designer to look at not only the experience, which I knew we could handle internally, but it's always nice to have an expert opinion who's not a director of operations, is not specifically in this program, and then also what was probably the greatest value was looking at the curriculum. 
What are we teaching? How are we teaching it? Is it accessible? I mean, they really covered lots and lots and lots of ground for us that I frankly just don't have the specialty to be able to do. And so we partnered with not only one, but two instructional designers to give us the best chance of remodeling our content, of up-leveling how we are delivering this, not only from the experience perspective, but also the curriculum and learning trends that are happening. And so we are in what we are calling DOO version 2.0. And that has led us to round 16. So behind the scenes, we have been writing, I think we have over 120 videos that are going in to the upcoming version of the certification program. We really wanted and needed to update the certification content so that it could be cohesive and enhance our student experience based off of those 15 rounds of feedback. We upped our game here. When I initially had recorded all of the content that is available to date, it's all been done by me. It's been edited either by me or by a subcontractor, but everything was shot in my house using kind of just average professional equipment. And it totally worked. So I don't want to overcomplicate this if anyone else is on this journey. That served me for three years now, almost four years to this point. And over time, as we were looking at the content, it just made sense to really blow this out of the water, blow this out of the park, and deliver this in a best-in-class long-standing gold standard type of way. So we engage professional videographers, as I already mentioned, the instructional designers, user experience, and graphic designers to really expand what we're doing here. And so we've been on that quest for quite some time, and it's all becoming available in round 16. So if you're a DOO and you're listening to this, Actually, even if you're not, one of our big commitments here is that you have lifetime access. When I say you have lifetime access, when we redo this, and this is available for you guys, you guys are going to get this updated version. You're still going to keep your old, but you're also going to get this updated version of the Director of Operations Certification Program. So how does it change for round 16? How does it change? We have given even more in-depth details and a plan and a process around our strategic mapping model. We have added some additional content that was missing around diversity, truly managing your people, managing your teams, and then culture building, key results, some of the topics that we have covered inside of HR in project management. We start looking at how to build processes These are just some examples. And then from a key performance indicator perspective, we've gotten really narrow to help people understand how to walk away from the certification, knowing how to identify and track key performance indicators in businesses. We know that all of these things that I just mentioned are extremely critical, but for whatever reason, when I first created the content, these pieces were missing. And so we're adding this new content in. From a delivery perspective, When I first shot these videos, it was just straight to camera. Again, it was low quality, but ample quality at the time. And I taught straight to the camera and I recorded long, way too long. So some of our trainings were just longer. They just get too long. They're exhausting. (laughs) So we broke those down with the help of the instructional designers. We broke those down into shorter videos versus one long video. So if you had a 50 minute training in the past, you're probably going to have like seven shorter videos right now, making it more accessible for different learning styles to take it in, but also for completion, making sure that there is comprehension, 
those pieces that were added by the instructional designers are going to be very helpful too in that student experience and actually learning what we want them to learn. We have just had the space and the time and several sets of eyes to look at this and help us with adding some graphics. I know that the visual representation can help you know, visual learners and help us to articulate what our thoughts are. Took us some time to do that. Our workbook is legendary. I am, I'm really proud of the content. And I think I'm more proud of the workbook because it's gorgeous. <laughs> so it's going to be just a great resource that you're going to be able to come back to. It follows each of our lessons. It's professionally done and it is awesome. Remember I was telling you guys about those integration weeks where it was the third week in our previous rounds where we had learned, we had done the case studies, and then that third week we integrated it. So we took that information and we figured out how our students could utilize it for them. We don't do anything the same way, but if Sally could see herself leveraging our hiring framework in her business, then we would talk to Sally about how she could do that. And Instead of doing that after every single module, we have added something that I am so excited for, and they are going to be what we call our live coaching weeks. And so we are coaching at various times in our program in a live way. And when I say live, it's a daily live. So it's not like, I mean, we go live every single week. We have sessions every single week where we are answering questions and obstacles that come up. But when I say live coaching, This is business coaching, and we've got the opportunity to do that when we're talking about strategic mapping. And then the last few weeks of the certification, those people that are business builders are going to come in and we are going to have an intensive coaching session. So we have specific information on every single day that we're teaching. So in the morning, we're teaching something. In the afternoon, we are implementing. And that's going to happen for two weeks long. So we're going to give you the plan to do it. You're going to execute it. And then we're going to have what we call momentum days. These momentum days are where we are going to come together. We're going to put this in action. The reason we change this up, we are learners. And so we kind of geek out. We learn, learn, learn. And we love that because that puts us into a place of expansion. Now we got to do something with this. And so instead of dripping this and that energy throughout the certification, we put it all into one month's training. It's face-to-face. We're ready to go. We're giving you that path and we're going to hold you accountable for making this happen. So we hear things like, we have what we need, but we're not able to get clients, or we have what we need, but I kind of want to change my business model, or I've got this client, how do I expand? And so that's what we're going to be dealing with on the last four weeks of our program, where we're focused all around how to take all of this information and turn it into cash. As I was going through this experience, something came over me, which was I have to stick to a promise. I'm a helper just like you, servant-hearted, and I get into the place where I want to answer every single request. And frankly, when we do that, we become very distracted. And so I came in with a mantra. I kept telling myself as we were laying out this content, even as I have started to do the scripts and even as we went through our first recording, and that mantra was, what is our promise to our student? And our promise to our student is that they are going to become well-rounded in the various disciplines of operations that serve small business, and they're going to have the ability 
to sell their services or up-level their services if they are employees inside of a business. This is the culmination of that promise. We have reorganized our curriculum. We've added new curriculum. And then these, I call them bonus. They feel like a bonus right now. These exceptional opportunities of coaching are going to take place at the end of our program so that you have that momentum it takes to get out there, to get done, and to close a client even before we are done with our coaching process. So we're really excited about this piece of our program that is going to be new to everybody here. All right. Well, that was super exciting to share with every single person. I am so excited to have the opportunity to lead, not just lead, but to partner, to become a peer of some of the best operators in the market and watch them up-level themselves, up-level their clients, up-level what they're getting paid, up-level their legacy. That is the huge, huge driver to me. And I love that I'm being able to partner with so many people who have that same heart Their legacy and my legacy may be different, but at the end of the day, if we're impacting legacy, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. So I am grateful to have been called to this work, and I'm also grateful in just the partnership to be able to continuously improve. That's something that is important to me, along with being transparent, and that transparency piece comes in listening to the students that come through, being open and willing to adapt, to be flexible, to evolve, to change. And it's not just me doing this. It's an army of 12 of us, in addition to the 350 students who have come in here, who have opened their hearts, their minds, their ideas to us, truly forming a real partnership for us to continue to expand as we move forward. So we're really excited to debut the new certification program that kicks off in our 16th round. If you are eager, excited, willing, interested, curious in becoming a director of operations, we would love for you to look at our certification program. You can head on over to directorofops.com and take a peek there. And then of course, come into our private Facebook group. You can find that by going to theopsinsiders.com and we will welcome you inside of there. That's where we continue this conversation every single week. And we will certainly be talking about the certification program as we move forward. Alrighty, friends. Thank you all so much for being here. I look forward to next week with episode number 166. I think you're going to love it. It'll give you a good peek at what being a director of operations looks like inside of a business. You guys do big things and I will see y'all next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.